Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. This podcast is brought to you by Adventure. Founded by world traveler Zane Lambrey. Visit our Kickstarter for your adventure hoodies and jackets. What? You don't have one? You need one. What? You already have one? Great! Your adventure hoodie zips into the new adventure jackets. Yeah, we're awesome like that. Adventure. What's your adventure? How's that good? <laughs> Did I get a little too music movie trailer at the end? What's your... In a world where this jacket is the best jacket you'll ever know, St. Lamprey is Adventure Man. <laughs> okay. So I, wanna, I just wanted to tell you guys, the listener, really quick about Adventure. This podcast is brought to you by Adventure. The people that you're listening to on this podcast are the same people that are uh, are the Adventure team. We just stop down once a week and create these uh, these podcasts because we love to do it. Um, people love to listen to it, so we're going to continue to do that because we want to create a culture where people uh, love the outdoors, love to travel, and if we can inspire you to to travel or have an adventure, which can be exploring in your city or your country or your state or whatever it is, or take a trip around the world, do it, do it. It'll make you a better person, and you will you'll be happy that you did it. Um, so I want to tell you the, the quick story of how I started ad- adventure. Um, while I was shooting three sheets, I couldn't find a hoodie or a jacket that was great for traveling. I, I couldn't find one that was perfect, and I was traveling a lot, as I still do. Um, I counted up the countries I've been to. It's 65. So I've actually filled up. I'm on my third passport right now. They're just too full of stamps. So, you know, back when I was doing three sheets, I couldn't find a hoodie or jacket that would work for all of the trips I went on. Um, cold mornings would lead to warm days and then back to cold nights, and it's just like I couldn't find a jacket that would work and adapt for me. So I actually made one. Um... I Frankensteined a few of my my hoodies together. This is back in 2005. Um, And I had a friend sew on extra long long cuffs with thumb holes in it so I could have built-in gloves on my hoodie. Uh, Then I found, like, this mini bottle opener, and then I attached it to the zipper. Uh, It was was all very clunky, but it worked, and it was, like, my favorite hoodie, and it was probably not that great-looking, but it still was amazing. So that was over 10 years ago. And since then, I've made a lot of different hoodies. I've continued to evolve it. Once it was the... The drinking jacket, um, and uh, that was an old Kickstarter that we had, and it grew from there. And I've been working to design a hoodie that would be the best for for travel and also everyday use. So it doesn't matter if you're traveling across the world or just across town. I wanted something that was great, you know, on a plane, on a trip, out tailgating, uh, walking to get coffee, walking with you know with your baby, whatever. But I, I so I wanted something you'd wear on a trip, but with, that was nice enough to wear every year, was understated and and stylish and cool. Um, and comfortable and so in 2016 I launched the adventure hoodie on Kickstarter and I was blown away when it became the number one most successful fashion Kickstarter ever I mean that's amazing and that enabled me to um, to start the adventure brand so before it was me and I realized from doing this people want hoodies like this they want jackets like this um, and so I started this the company um, I hired the best people, and you've met them. Erica has, of course, my wife Mel has been with me the whole time. Um, you know, with with these these new additions have have uh, experience in outdoor apparel, product design. Um, because for us, we want to create more than just great, good clothing. We want to create the best clothing. We want to create a, a, a culture of people who love travel and love the outdoors. And that's us. That's here, but that, that's us here. But that's also you listening, like. You're listening because you have an interest in travel and having fun and, and living life. Um, so, you know, let us let us clothe you while you do that, basically. 
Um, the hoodie and the fleece um, are the two, like, base layers. Um, they still have thumb holes in the cuffs, like the very original Frankenstein version. Um, they both zip and secure um, into the waterproof windbreaker and the parka. Um, all of them are named after national parks. Um, you can get all that information at our website, which is Adventure uh, with the three. Uh, it's A-D-V-3-N-T-U-R-E. The first three represents the, uh, the three trees that we plant um, with every purchase. Um, so, like, yeah, I mean, we want to help you offset your carbon footprint that you make while, uh, while traveling. We want to replant deforested areas, uh, places affected by forest fires. Uh, trees produce oxygen. Oxygen, they, they, they clean pollutants from the air. They filter groundwater with their root system. Um, you know, you really can't argue that we have less trees than we used to and we need more trees. And so that's really our, our mission. We'll, 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 we'll stick to the trees and, and hopefully good things will, will follow. So I, I just, I wish you could hold these jackets to understand the quality of them, but I, I promise you the, the comfort, the stitching, the, 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 the fabric, the style, everything was to create the best jackets and the best hoodies that we've done. And now, I mean, if you look at these hoodies... Um, go to our website, go to our Kickstarter. You will see that we've done that. So um, as I'm recording this, our Kickstarter is blowing up. Um, if you can get in on the Kickstarter, if you have enough time, um, uh, you'll get a discount. Um, after that, it's followed by a quick Indiegogo, and then and then it's over. Um, you can get it for cheaper and then before anybody else. Um, if the Kickstarter is over, you can still get yours. Um, go to adventure.com. I'll give you a coupon code. The coupon code, uh, while it lasts, is podcast 10 that gets you an additional 10 percent off so thank you for listening to the podcast we make this because of you the person listening so uh again go to go to our kickstarter you can just go to kickstarter.com and search for adventure adventure jacket um or you can go to our website which will redirect you that's adventure uh with the first three the first e being a three adv3 n-t-u-r-e and of course that's for the three trees that we plant with every purchase including every purchase from this kickstarter so enjoy our podcast and please tell a friend uh, we appreciate you guys. Actually, not you guys. You, the person listening. You, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. What? Well, uh, how's that sounding right there? I mean, I'm probably going to be right here. Is that is that okay where I'm at? I mean, I don't can you like... can you raise him up a little bit? Yeah, just yeah. raise me up, pick me up, put me down. Yeah, good, you're good. Spank me, spank <laughs> me. Okay, here we go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I can't eat I'm, chips I'm, on hey, the air. You know what? Yeah, good. Hop on a boat, train a plane. It's time to go. No, we do it again. You're supposed to say Steve. Hey, dude, I was about to say that. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Hop on a boat, a car, train a plane. It's time to go around the world with Steve. Steve. That's me, baby. Steve McKenna in the house. I'm sitting in the big boy's chair right up here in front of everybody. I'm feeling good. You look you, good up How there. you guys doing? Yeah. You Dude, I'm so excited. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. You guys are looking you, at me. I, you like, better know what to say because you got a whole podcast to do. Dude, we're talking about Paris tonight. Mm-hmm. Paris is, um, you know, the funny part is. Uh, did we, did my... we tell people that you were going to be hosting this episode? Did we like set it up in the last episode? No. No, we did it on Edinburgh. We did. Edinburgh. 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 For Kentucky, but we totally did. Okay. A wrench and we're doing something. Yeah, we I shouldn't be the one to say this because usually it's the host that sort of clarifies things, but right. you should tell people that 
you're hosting this episode. Yeah, tonight's my night. It's my big break. I mean, I'm kind of nervous. I'm really excited. <laughs> oh my god, excited. how many people like, just turned off the podcast? Right seriously, now? <laughs> it's like Steve McKenna's big break. I'm, I'm still here, baby. I'm, I'm still fighting to get my, I feel my chance. Are in okay. to see you succeed. Oh well, thank you. Thank we got you. this. Um, tonight we talked about Paris. I'm super stoked about that. The, the funny part is, my wife is born and raised in Paris. Paris. Paris, and I understand French, you know, somewhat, especially the swear words. Oh, that's awesome because I, in my segment, have a little French piece. Oh, and you can tell me what it means. Oh, piece, oh, oh. homie. I, have, I like I, it. I have the translation, in, but I don't, maybe I don't need to translate because you we'll can see. tell me what it says. Yeah, no, we'll see. I mean, I can. That was me opening up like a can of beer. Damn, where's yeah. my beer? I need a drink. I need like a something Parisian. Oh, can I? Can, yeah, may, can, may I? Yeah, you can, can you give me a drink? So you know, I think you have to. So the the uh, the interesting part is my wife, born and raised in Paris, uh, fluent in French, and I've never been. We what? haven't taken our kids there yet. Do you speak a little French now? Uh, oui, uh, monsieur, uh, uh, poquito mas. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so three total think, words. I don't think that was French. Oh, look at this. Words, oh, what is that? Is that Mombazi Mom- Lock? No, oh, I'm going to tell you something goodness. right now. What is exactly you have what this no is. idea what my voice is. You can take care of the whole thing. Wow. So I'm going to tell you what this is because this is actually like, this is actually a very, very big deal. So when I was in France, I believe no, it wasn't my first time because my first time I was at um, uh, in Champagne, Champagne, Champ- Champagne. Worst um, hangover but then, ever. But then I went back and I did an episode of Three Sheets from Hennessy. Mm-hmm. So it's in France. It's not. It's not in Paris. But anyway, it's they make, they make cognac. Yeah. And so, uh, long story short, learning the history of cognac. Basically, I mean, it, it's it's it's. Um, it's fermented from grapes. It's kind of like French whiskey in a way. I mean, it's, I know it has different ingredients, but okay. it's literally like it's grappa that's been aged okay. in barrels, cool. right? Okay. And so um, at Hennessy, what they do is they have a bottle, I mean, multiple from every from every year on a shelf, okay? okay? And the master blender, what he does is he tastes this year's uh, or, or maybe last year's, whatever, um, Barrels. He pits them against each other. No, like, no. Them? He figures out how to marry them to match the flavor of everything that's on the wall. So if you have a 1921, a 1955, a 1970, a 1996, yeah, they should all taste the same. When you go and drink something like Hennessy or things like that, they should so all taste the same, consistently the same, consistently the how same. Does, how do they get that? By a master blender, someone who knows. All these barrels and mix these barrels and that, so end ah. up with this one so one he's, flavor. He's constantly blending different barrels to give the same result through all. Exactly. So sell. he makes sure that 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 the benchmark that was set through every year tastes okay. the same. Until he dies, right? Well, he trains somebody else. I mean, think about it. He, they've been around for. for he's so a long. master blender. Yeah. yeah so like so they have so, yeah. they have some master blender. So um, so this is a blend that I made when I was there oh, and cool. shooting the episode of Three Sheets. And we're gonna drink it. Um, and this is from 2007. Holy Aww. June 8th. Unopened. Has not no. been touched since. Wow. Oh, my God. So, 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 I know. So, this is, I mean, it's probably valuable, but, I mean, it's only valuable if someone's. It's a big deal You think right maybe now. someone on that listing wants to pay for it? Oh, yeah. How much no, should I get for it? Let's just drink it. Okay, we're, so we're going to drink yeah, it because we're celebrating. We're celebra- <laughs> I mean, we're celebrating our Kickstarter I'll, because. I'll pay you for it. The. We're not. Ce- I want to be clear. We're not celebrating like the amount. Like, oh, we're, I'm in all this money. We're we're celebrating the Kickstarter because of the success for the company. I mean, this money goes back into the company, just like the last money went into into. The, it's this starting campaign. the company. I it's, mean, it's continuing to, to evolve it and grow it. Yeah. And the better the campaign does, the better we'll be able to do, and the better stuff that we can make. I mean, I arguably 
I don't think you're going to improve on our the garments no. we have now, oh but I think God. we can it's make different amazing. things in the in the future, whatever. So that's for what's me. It's a lot of celebrating, uh, just getting to this point. Yes, yeah. that's so, right. So much it's hard like work. But I don't think people realize. They're like, "What do you do? You you, you set up the Kickstarter, you shoot a video, and then you just let no, it roll." No but way. no, it's like no. so we. I mean, and you're in a good mood the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, stressy Zane. I mean, we'll say like we were on Monday. We were up until four. No, four four thirty in the morning. We were we were working. But we didn't get to sleep until 5.30 and we were up at 8. The yeah. next day we were up till 10. Last night we were up till 10. Not, not, not up working until 10. Yeah. yeah you guys um, work a lot. I'm, I've just so, been here for a couple anyway, of days so, and you so guys pretty much around the clock. Hopefully the people that are listening go check out our, our, our Kickstarter campaign. We're really proud of it. And we it's not just like, oh, let's make some jackets. I mean, we have, we have put everything we have into making this research, development. We've pitted them against the best jackets that are out there. And we know that ours... Yeah, I mean, so, I, I am, uh, and so, I gotta, I gotta tag onto that a little bit. I've been wearing your hoodies since day one because, well, whatever, it's been a free jacket for me because I steal like, the prototypes. I know sometimes you don't like to drink this. Oh, no, like, this to. one a celebration, and you made it. Yes, I will drink it. But like, if it could be a smaller amount than that, I'll that take would that. Be nice. I'll take that. Come on, Erica. This, this is this is the, the good stuff right here. But this remember, is, like, I still need right. to like. Work. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, no, that's perfect. Oh, 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 am I pouring a lot? That's right. Oh you, you still have to no, cut my hair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Don't give her any more of that. So, listen, I'll, I'll give one more piece of. Okay, Woo. cheers. Okay. Lovely. Thank cheers, you. Guys. Wow. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Boom. 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 Cheers to you, too, Steve. Thank you. Do you take it as a shot or like a sippy? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, wow. That's good. Yeah. Erica drank the same thing you drank and gave a different reaction. Wow. So you don't want to eat the forty in my cup. So here, no, 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 no. Try it like this first. Oh my god, it's okay. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't drink here, uh, hard here. liquor at all. Hey, take some ice. It's like no. it cools. I off. like beer. And that's yes, about you're gonna be you're gonna be McKenna no, by the end of that. Not that much. This all right, is, I want like as much as he has. And a half. Okay. All right, so there's my one surprise. I know, Steve, I know it's your show. I it's apologize. Very, no. Please, it's Thank you for great. the surprise. I didn't mean to be disrespectful. It's a, so cool. I'm glad I got to cheers and celebrate. <laughs> it is just not my... You yeah. did drink some of it. We're just sitting yeah. around sipping on Hennessy, talking yeah. about Paris. Right. Yeah. Try that. Okay. Okay, just a little bit. But it's the, the ice dilutes it. It also cools it off, takes the heat away a little bit. I know, I know. It's okay, so, it is better okay, with it's ice. Better. Okay, it's okay. better. Okay, great. Okay, great. I mean, yeah. it's got what? A little, little smoky Look, though? alcohol alcohol comes out of the Ooh. still at about uh, 96 <laughs> to 98% alcohol. Yeah. And She's so. Like rubbing white her lightning. tongue with sun chip. <laughs> and when, you, and when you drink it, you're drinking about 40%. That means every alcohol you have, every single alcohol you drink has been cut with, water. with some sort of purified water or whatever. Yeah. So to add a little bit more purified water that we just did isn't really doing anything bad. For okay. sure. For sure, cool. Steve. I apologize. You were no, car- you were carrying on about right. how you, you know two words. You've literally been married for like a decade. Your wife yells at you in French all the time because I've heard it. Yeah, yeah. And yet you haven't been to France and you are not taking French lessons. I, I, Frankly, I, I don't want to know what she's saying. I, we, you know, <laughs> hey, I had a friend that lived, lived in France for um, like five years. Yeah. Actually, not France, Belgium, uh-huh. and refused to learn uh, um, French. Why? No, it's uh... because you can get by with English. Hmm. But I was like, man, what an opportunity to like learn something. Well, Don't you? Wouldn't you love to talk about somebody in French? Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Hess, 
Je ne devrais pas posséder que du jazz, c'est quoi On peut plus. Wow. You know, it's my my son is fluent, so I'm I'm picking up a little bit more as we Wait, go. Wait, your son is fluent? He, he, he's in the he's in the French immersion school. Has been since. He's in an emergency school. I'm French sorry. French emergency. It's, it's an emergency. Emergency. Uh, uh, in France, it's always an emergency. In French. French. Okay. So it's like ranch. <laughs> French ranch. The only thing you know about a French is dressing, by the way. So. <laughs> Oh, it's horrible. Anyway. And I still call that Thousand Island. Paris so okay. is known yeah. as the, the City of Light. No, the I think city the, French, the Thousand Island has, like, mayonnaise. Mm. And the French does it. <laughs> yeah. Thousand Island is, everything's mayonnaise-based. Ranch, French. Yeah, but French isn't. French is just, like, ketchup and... Mayo. And ketchup, mayo? Ketchup and mayo. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that. Mm-hmm. Sure about that. That's, that's what it is. That's, uh, well... Yeah, I guess you're right. Thousand Island, Russian... Same. Hit the hit the snore button. Oh yeah. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, no, he's not oh, it. So so by the way, I usually sit at my desk. These guys sit on the couch, and Steve sits on a seat over here, which is by basically wood. You're a little late um, with that. You're a little late with that. It's fine. I'm still talking, so it's appropriate. Um, and so now Steve is sitting at my desk with like the nice mic and sitting here playing with all the toys oh, and sweating. By the way, lift up your yeah. lift up your arms. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> It's real, right You're there. Disgusting, man. You know, it's it's a lot of gray. It's yeah. just showing it off. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, every yeah. single picture we ever had on DME, I'd be like sitting there with my arm around someone, and I could just feel them cringing because my arm would just like soak their shoulder. Uh, it's just terrible. Yeah. Oh, oh, Anyways, oh. <laughs> yeah. So Paris is known as the city of light or the city of love. The streets of Paris overflow with culture, art, beauty. I really wouldn't know because I haven't been there. <laughs> <laughs> But by the, way, by the way, up until now, I concur. Yeah, uh, I've, I've been there. Uh-huh. I haven't done a show from there, but I've been there. I mean, it's uh, we're it's definitely. I think within the next year or two, we're we're going to be there. We're just trying to figure it all out. We've been moving around so much. It's tough to. I mean, it's expensive. How I mean, how do you pay for something like it's, that? It's yeah. as expensive as you make it. You you don't need to go over there and stay at the fancy places that I know you guys like to stay at. Yeah, but I got like fourteen kids that I know about. You fly I mean, over, like, coach. You 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 have. Uh, um, like you eat like bag lunches, make lunches, make yourself a hot monsieur, huh? A hot monsieur, like spam in France. In a hot mister, hot mister, ham and cheese, ham and cheese, hot ham and cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I you don't have, don't, you don't like that excuse of traveling. It's like well, I don't have enough money to Zing. travel. You know, like yeah. you can make it work in any type of budget. So yeah, we have to make it work. It's yeah. my wife is dying to go back. She has family there. She, you know, we oh, got to so get back there. So you have a free place to stay? Wow, you no, don't probably. Even have anything. Um, yeah, okay. There's half the cost. Going. Yeah. Well, here's the, I want to go back. I mean, France is, or uh, you know, it's old. I mean, the oldest traces of human. <laughs> amazing. It is. I mean, come on. You're talking he about. Starts eight? up by saying France is old. It's old. Okay. I mean, it's it's one of the the oldest places in the world. <laughs> what, what does that even mean? Listen, it's one of the oldest Wait, places. Of. We're learning They're, a lot about. Uh, we are. The oldest traces of human remains that were found in dated all the way back to 8,000 BC. Okay. okay. Hunters and gatherers are found in like some little place. In, Did they look like you? <laughs> probably. <laughs> Harry and, um, France, uh, Paris in, in uh, ancient times was known as Lutice. Um, that doesn't really sound French, but I don't speak French, so that's how it was. Wait a second. You just said you understand it. Uh, I do, but it's my, my accent's horrible. Uh, Paris was conquered by Julius Caesar in 52 BC wow. and remained under Roman rule through the Middle Ages. Okay, so how many years would that be? Like 500 or 60. 
That's a good range. Paris first wrong with that range. Yeah, they first declared themselves independent under the leadership of Etienne Marcel in 1315. By the way, Etienne means Stephen in French. It's one thing I do know. It's my French name. It's Etienne. Okay. 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 During the Middle Ages, I had the little bell. I would be dinging it right now. I don't have control over that. Okay. Anyway, during the Middle Ages, Paris was the largest city in Europe, an important religious and commercial center, and the birthplace of Gothic style of architecture. Okay? Which is what? Mm. Which means what? It's like you know, with gargoyles and like pointy arches and, and architecture. Okay, you know, a lot of a lot of. Th- I mean, okay. France was like the center of fashion for a long time. There still are a center of architecture. What's the name of that church that's, that's near the Louvre? Uh, that's a great question. Oh. I, mean, it's there, I gotta have to scroll down to my other. Oh yeah, I get to it. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Um, some important dates uh, after that: the storming of the Bastille in 1789 was the first. Like that was when the the French like revolted and they were really trying to get their freedom. And you know, Bastille Day is like the uh, the equivalent of our Fourth uh, of July. Fourth of July. Yeah. So uh, you know, we celebrate that in my in my house. My wife's like Bastille Day. I'm like, all right, another day to drink. Let's go. <laughs> hey. She says it every day when she's yeah. mad at me. It's, it's, it's like we, it's like two Fourth of July. It's like you know within. When like, is it though? It's in July. I think oh it's wow. Like Two, uh, couple weeks you're apart. laying out you're lighting up fireworks as your neighbors are sleeping because it's yeah. like July 13th They're or like, something oh. homie it was like two weeks ago yeah um, Napoleon very uh, central figure in, in French history in 19th century Napoleon the first embellished the city with monuments and really established Paris as the capital of fashion and um, two more revolutions in 1830 and 1848 after Bastille. So, I mean, there's a lot of action going on in Paris. When was uh, Marie Antoinette? Oh, that was in the late 1800s, I think. When she was like, can we skip ahead to that? <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, no. fun facts well, about no, Paris. No, I'm, I'm just saying, so when you're walking through Paris, one of the interesting things is is seeing where she was beheaded. Oh, shit. Where there's like these guillotine, guillotine, the and word guillotine is French. Out, right? Um, they still what, have the guillotine out. Yeah, well, like um, not like a working one, but isn't it? That um, one? Is it marking I, the spot is that probably from what I remember. There was not. There was like a plaque and a, and a like a oh. light post. Oh, okay. I don't know. Eighteen fifty. It's just weird to be standing where you know that hundreds or thousands of heads have rolled. I yeah. mean, that's mm-hmm. just. It's not even the act. It's what's le- this is again. This is France has this crazy history, but it's like leading up to the act. It's not. It's like, um, you know, g- going to France mm-hmm. and knowing you have an, a, a, win- a middle seat the entire way. Right. You are dreading that for the first three days. Sure. Okay. Think about how much you're dreading knowing that you're lined up. Well, it's be like being guillotine. on death row, right? I mean. Well, no, because death row just takes, like, sometimes it takes well, 25 depends. years. Depends. I mean, yeah. maybe you're on the express Death row. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. Anyway, uh, 1850, 1870, uh, Napoleon III kind of revamped the whole city. Who was Napoleon Bonaparte? Is that Napoleon III? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or the first or third. I don't know. There's a bunch of Napoleons. <laughs> Very popular French name. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Oui, oui. Uh, anyway, the city was rebuilt. New avenues, new squares, new parks. The city so when you say Napoleon... There was an there was an earlier Napoleon and then there's a later Napoleon. Yeah. But when you say Napoleon, we're talking about Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah. Well, who was Bonaparte. Like, Bonaparte. So yeah, he was exiled to, to uh, yeah, one of those countries and not, or an island. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Okay. Cuba. It's Cuba. No. Haiti. I don't. <laughs> Haiti. Was he there? Yes. I, I don't think so. I don't. No choice. Who killed them? Haiti is a French, was a French colony, wasn't it? Well, they they tried. They yeah they tried to enslave us and we. 
sort of kicked him out in 1804 and won our independence. Do, uh, What's that called? Uh, Bastille Day. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Probably it's not. Haitian Independence Day. Haitian Independence Day? It's on January 1st. But down there, that's a nice day. Right. Usually, it's, right? Yeah, it's usually and it's New Year's Day. It's like a double holiday. Wow. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. We eat soup. Cool. We eat soup. No, but it's not oh, called soup. Soup Soup soup. Soup soup. And you know who makes a great soup jumu? Mm-hmm. His, I do. His I bet. I bet his, his mama taught me. Yeah. yeah, my mama taught me how to make it. What's really uh, what's soup the soup jumu. base? It's um, a pumpkin. Ooh, I like yeah. pumpkin soup. Yeah, and you I put, mean, like a whole bunch of stuff in it: carrots and, and beef and a cabbage and just a bunch of stuff. How potatoes. long? Is it, how long does it cook for? Um, I think about. I think last time I made, it, I cooked it for like three hours. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure he talks about this in the Miami. I wonder if there's any oh. culinary influence on Haiti from France because I mean of France course, has of a pretty there is. large yeah. Yeah. Of course in, there is. a lot of what they say about uh the, the influence in France is French people don't allow their children to like eat chicken fingers and I and fish just realized and something. Stuff. Whenever we would be done shooting an episode of Drinking Made Easy, Steve would leave, disappear, and we'd find him back at the hotel bar. Mm-hmm. Doing what? Ha- drinking Red what? Wine and? and eating French fries. Yep. Yeah. Hey, you know you should, we're supposed to be doing that because you said that in the episode that you'll be eating drinking red, red oh. wine and eating pizza. Yeah, what's French going on? Episode. We need somebody to start writing all this stuff down. Uh-huh. I mean, I got prizes doing, to hey, send you out. Guys, I brought like on. I brought arguably. Pizza I bet now, someone would. Pay, I bet someone would pay a thousand dollars for that bottle right there. Mm-hmm. It's got mm-hmm. history. What about you see second? it in the episode. You could literally have a photo of that hanging in your house and be like, "This is that." I mean, this is spectacular. Spectacular. It's really good. good. I'm wow. I'm not gonna say okay. I'm not gonna say I'm a master blender, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, I'm just I, I'm not gonna say it. You guys but can say we it. We can acknowledge you. For yeah, it. you can. That's yeah, right. master. Oh, never mind. Okay, no. Um, so anyway, back to what I was saying. I mean, the French smell it. How they? I did. It smells good. Their respect for food oh, yeah. and how much it's imbued in their culture, and you know, going out to dinner. So um, you know, my my kids, we, we eat it's it. Like sweet. That, I know. It's, 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 I know. No, keep talking, Steve. That's what the uh, like the, the, place, the place smells like. Tennessee, <laughs> yeah, it's you. almost like honey amazing. or something. Um, yeah. But I mean, the French so, influence in my house is is large. Mm. I mean, we eat late. We eat. My kids don't. We don't eat like. Uh, is that a French thing to eat late? Yeah, yeah. Well, European, but definitely French. I mean, but you. Uh, but the fact that you're fat—that's the American part of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's well. Okay. I mean, uh, actually, I've slimmed down. Okay, oh, we're we not go. talking about it. Just we move knew on. This would come up. Smaller portions. <laughs> oh the, the my French, God. they do smaller portions, but okay. all their food is like really, you know, everything's fresh. Decadent, you homemade. go to the market yeah. in France and Paris. You're walking. I, I gotta, I, I gotta start eating before. This is what happens. We we record these on Thursdays, like around five. You're already right? hungry. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and I'm yeah. I'm on the I'm on the verge, right? Yeah. And then Erica starts talking about food and I'm just like, You guys, I'm yeah, gonna, gonna, I'm gonna run to the kitchen and then real quick. No one's no one's engaged in my segment because everybody's mouths watered. Yeah, right. And, we can, corner, we'd be like, blah, blah, blah. and you're like glazed over and I'm like, Okay, I guess I'll move on to the next one. Oh my god. <laughs> all right, well I'm gonna give you a few fun facts and then we're okay. gonna jump right in with okay. all your wonderful segments. I love it there. Okay. Yeah. Um like maybe one fact. Really? I'm just kidding. As long as they're interesting, you can oh throw a hundred at me. God, did, did you know that there are three replicas of the Statue of Liberty in Paris? Anyone know that? Because the Statue of Liberty, cool. Liberty full was full replicas, that, or one was just the torch, right? Full replicas. One oh, of them wow. actually faces west. Wait, same wait, wait, size? Wait, wait. No, not same size. Same size? No, 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 no. Size? No. Size you, isn't everything. Size is. But that's what replica thing. means, right? That's what. That's no, what. No, like a replica. Could, I think when it comes mm, to this, call. the size has to be a. a 
it has to be it has to be the same. I mean, it may not be four hundred feet tall or whatever the Statue of Liberty is, but the, I think it's a, a sizable. Does this give you a little bit of appreciation for what it takes for me to prepare for these episodes? Because Definitely. I can usually answer. Now, by the way, you guys can, actually with the things that you guys research, you guys can answer those questions. Yeah. I've thrown Erica some zingers and Hess, <laughs> and they and they've been and they've been able to answer them. So. Uh, how about a little uh, pre-trivia question here? How many steps does it take to get to the top of the Eiffel Tower? Ooh. Wait, is, why don't you make this a trivia question? It will. Uh, because I got other trivia questions, too. Ooh, I'm, okay. I'm prepared. Uh, 5,000. 5,000. Mm, okay, Eric, I'll, I'll let you go next. I'm going to say 1,200. Okay, I'm going to okay. say... It's a really good guesses. So I'm going to say... Let's see. Just one second. It's about, what, 15 for a flight? Um times let's just call it god that's like okay what'd you 15, say 1200 okay i'm gonna say 1201 actually that's a, a nice play there 1665 wow. steps oh, to the top nice. i was gonna say 1600 <laughs> i was gonna say 25 now that i was like thinking of the math out loud but look at what it has to say that was 5, so stupid i, I was no like well, that's really tall no, no but you <laughs> answered before you could do the math so it's reasonable He's so haitian french um, <laughs> he is he is Steve. Up, so in, right. up until 2012 you could only find one stop sign in all of paris and wow. it, what it, it has since been removed 2012 one what is stop that? sign so okay stop so what do they do yeah. they, they removed it but and how no, do what do you do when you get to an intersection? It's, they're all roundabouts. There's no. Uh, oh no oh, way! Wow. Yeah, it's really? all yields and roundabouts. That's no, amazing. there's no. There's when not I, a single stop sign. When I was in Chile, it's this. It's the same situation, but there's not. There's no roundabouts. And I was asking this guy David Garrett, who I think we've talked to him for for something, but he he was my our our, our fixer and our host when we were there, and he said that the the car that basically has priority. Gets to go first. I'm like, well, how's that based off of like the nicest car or whatever? Right. Yeah, it could be, but it's usually like the, the road that's the main main road. I go, well, these two roads we're at are the same size. He's like, yeah, but people here know. I'm like, okay, what if you don't? What if you don't yeah, know? Isn't it always? The they car drive, do they drive on the left side? I'm pretty or sure it's right always side. the car to it's the right. It's courtesy, you know. Yeah. It's, it's uh, like uh, in, in Chile, it's not. <laughs> I mean, oh really? Yeah, and when I and when I was in uh, San Jose, Costa Rica. The taxi driver, we were driving home after the, cl- uh, the bar, which we were shooting at. Our mm-hmm. beer I'm pretty segment. sure you were going to say club. And mm-hmm. we well, but it wasn't a club. We didn't go to clubs in. But, but it was a, a beer bar. And so um, we, we were driving back at like 2 a.m. And he's just like passing through stop signs. And I say, homie, whoa, you got to stop at these. He's like, no, no one's out at 2 a.m. I go, we're out. Huh. <laughs> right? So is there not a possibility that there's someone else who's out? Of is there, course, is there of like a time on there? Of course it's illegal. In between hmm. 2 and 4, you don't have to stop? Well, that doesn't make sense, because what if there's two people coming from different directions? I know. What are you, what are you doing? Uh, here's another one. The French army was the first to use camouflage, and it comes from the French verb to make up for the stage. The army began wearing camouflage in the 1950 during, 1915 during World War I. Really? That's interesting, that because one? camouflage... Camouflage. You can't see us because we are camouflaged. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but we can smell you can your clone. <laughs> uh, the first public screening of a movie was by French brothers August and Louis Lumiere in December 1895. They used their invention, the cinematography, uh, cinematograph, to show 10 films. Cinematograph. That's a tough one. They, uh, they used it to show 10 films of about 50 seconds each. Kind of cool. Um, I, when we, can you speak French? That means a little bit. 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 That means a little bit. When I was in high school, we had a French exchange student. 
Because my brother went over to Belgium, and I was like, I don't want to go. Such a stupid, stupid. I was like, I don't want to go because I'll miss my friends. F my friends. You think they're (laughs) they were in Belgium? You know what happened? They what we know now. They would still be there when I got back to the point where they're still there now. Mm -hmm. Right. Forty years later, thirty years later. You could have went to Bruges. Bruges. So anyway, we had a French exchange student, and he just never showered. And he and he uh, one time his feet smelled so bad. Oh. We were over at a friend's house, and she's like, um, his name was Georges Arik, and we could never, couldn't call him George. You had to call him Georges Arik. Mm-hmm. And one, she's like, his feet smell so bad. The mom, my friend's mom. I'm like, I don't know. Or should it, we, should we do dirty socks or dirty shoes? Dirty feet. Just, just dirty feet. And he was like, uh, she was like, all right, well, maybe we should just tell him it's a tradition to wash our feet before dinner. <laughs> like, we did it. We all went in and scrubbed our feet, and he did, oh, okay, whatever. And they didn't smell after that. Oh, but wow. it's so weird. Well, that's very, he, that's he, very and, French. And you told him that it was tradition to do that? He's, he did not shower. He, it, it, it was the summer. <laughs> he often wore the same pink shirt. And it was like, it just, he just... So maybe I'm kind of French on that that kind of stinky. Oh, you were French on that, my friend. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. The the Pont Neuf is the oldest bridge in Paris, built in 1604. Incidentally, the same year uh, Jamestown, Virginia was settled. I don't know. Random. Um, There's a total of 1,803 monuments and 173 museums in Paris, which is... That's a lot. How many uh, of those museums are the Louvre? Um, with 302 stations, the uh, wow. Paris Metro is the fourth largest public transport system in the world, which wow. is What's quite the first? Large. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that number one is New York. Mm-hmm. Number two is London. Mm-hmm. Number three is Tokyo. That's my guess. Yeah, I think That's you're right. That's probably right. That is right. But in that order. go um, and check that out. I know. <laughs> I'll check it out. Eric has got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the longest street in we Paris. We are learning so much. And I, this might just be the cognac talking. <laughs> We're learning so much. Doing this job. Uh, just a little footnote to the uh, the regional train system in Paris. It was going to be called Metro Express Original Defense Etoile. Etoile. What, what, what would the, the letters be? Uh, M-E-R-D-E. Merde. Mer- oh, Mer- really? Merde. Mel. But since that... Wait, that's, that means shit in French. Yeah, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they tra- they changed it, and it's it, now they called it the Rousseau Express Regional. So they, they shortened Express it out Regional. changed it out. I took it. Yeah. Well, so the top ten is um, NYC, yeah. Shanghai, okay. Beijing, Seoul. Oh, can we remove... China from it. <laughs> okay, so NYC, Seoul. Um, Seoul, Where's Paris? Paris. Oh, there we are. And then Madrid, London, oh, wow. Moscow, okay. Mexico City, so and Tokyo. So I didn't do horribly. You got New York City, New York, right. and we and by New the way, York, we covered London. Seoul. We should have because I literally I talked about Seoul, how amazing it was in Seoul. So mm. yeah. anyway, the longest street in Paris, Rue Vanguard. Yeah, Rue Vanguard. Yeah. Forty three hundred and sixty meters long. It's about four point three kilometers. Yeah, that's, that's the longest street in Paris. That's a long street. It's interesting. Well, I guess the shortest street in Paris. I think is this is where Zane starts pressing the um, snoozers. Snoozer. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, 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 oh. guess, I guess what I. That's one okay. of those. What I would have done is say, <laughs> "Here are the main attractions in France." Do you have uh, those? I know. Well, you, you know what. You, no, you have that. You're much better at this than I am. Well, no, no. The actually, history actually, part was really good. Yeah, you're doing a good yeah. job. Pretty good. Uh, I like being. A I've got weather. I've got a little description of all the. Okay, uh, hit, hit, ooh, yeah, hit the weather. We hit lo- the weather. Like the weather. Yeah. All right, weather is roughly the same as Vancouver. Okay. Uh, all right, now we get that. Move on to the next. Ha! 
Tough crowd. So, yeah. by the way, this is called uh, Hess saying to Steve things he's always wanted to say to Zane. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, I have one more little cool fact that I Great. thought you guys might you like. you got cool facts. We'll take the, it. The French army is the only one in Europe that still has carrier pigeons in its ranks. Hmm. They okay. keep them at the Mont Valerion, close to Paris. These by the pigeons, way, in, in the zombie apocalypse, I can see how that'd be helpful. Yeah. Because they're delicious. And they could talk to my family. They could, they could, yeah, they could they go could, through. I mean, yeah. how do they do? Are do you they saying, train like your, the you saying your family talks to pigeons? Or? Well, I would send a message to them with the pigeon, pigeon talkers. Okay, you would send a, a pigeon Mike, Mike from Tyson France to, to Michigan. He's, I think he's. Well, if I, mean, if I was there in the apocalypse for some reason, okay, yeah, they get would this fly. message to Michigan. It'd be like it'd be probably a better luck throwing it into a bottle, but I mean, it's the same thing. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so listen. Um, I think that's good enough for I, me. I, it's good enough, but I would say, and I haven't done my research on this, but okay. I was there. So I would say that number one tourist attraction, definitely the Eiffel Tower. Sure. Um, I didn't go on it. Number two, no, uh. Notre Dame. Oh, you didn't go on it? Why? Notre Dame. I'd say the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah, probably. Um, which is huge and, and, and impressive. Did you know that that's they just said. opened up that small apartment in the top of the Eiffel yes. Tower to be viewed, too? Yes. That, that's like a new thing for the Eiffel so Tower. So I'm... I'm I because of my wife am a an, as a am a um, uh, world fair buff. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So the world fair in uh, 18... in France. Wait, eighteen eighty nine. Ooh, gonna have to give you the eighteen eighty nine or eighteen eighty seven. Uh, wow, eighteen. Hold on, I got it. I got Jesus. Wait, oh, he's buzzing me. Yourself that mm. because uh, eighteen eighty nine. So my first answer, first answer was right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that's where they built the Eiffel Tower. This guy Eiffel, Eiffel it's yeah. a great uh, book about it. I think by Eric Larson, and it's and it goes on to tell the story of of, of the building of and all that stuff. It was amazing. Um, and the fact that it was a temporary structure. temporary installation, only to be there for twenty years, but still there today. And obviously, they yeah, made of steel. I mean, it's just like nothing like it had been built. They had to invent technology to build it. Mm-hmm. They went through every single day, whether it was and if you know, in Vancouver and in France, amazing. it gets cold. Why didn't you go up there? Because the line, we were there in the sun. No, we were there like May. The line was just ridiculous. I mean, you got I mean, to go. Right? I know, I know. We should have gone. We just. So did you see it like so get busy. lit at least? Oh sure, we yeah. went there. I mean, we went and had the croque monsieur. Can and, you pretty uh, much wine, see it wherever you are? Wine underneath. Sure, you can. But we yeah. li- we went underneath it. Mm-hmm. Just have beautiful pictures from it. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. We just didn't go up it. I mean, oh, I, I should have. Pictures of. I saved it. I do. I have a, I, in the guest room. There's a picture yeah. of uh, our hands uh, framing it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then the Arc de Triomphe, and then just walking around. But it's, it's just a great walking city. Um, you know, it's. it's Did you uh, find yourself just getting lost and finding a cafe and, yeah, you know, absolutely. drinking espresso? Uh, I can't wait to hear absolutely. about the food. Croissants. Let's do food. <laughs> yeah, let's do food. Here oh, we go. Here we go. It's time for. <laughs> You know what puts me in a great mood? Just listen to Erica talk about food. Yeah. Hey, Woo! Just, just, I'm, I'm going to start off her segment for her okay. and say that she has a, uh, a recent purchase of, mm-hmm. of today where she is wearing, <laughs> she bought, you got her new donut shoes. Yeah! You know that her Instagram is at donut sweat it, D O N U T sweat it. Yeah. And she posts pictures of donuts. And I'm going to guarantee that today's picture are those these shoes. shoes. Aren't they so cute? Okay. So many. Very cute. Um, and it's By because, the way, I'd rock them. I know. You should yeah. get a pair. 
And it is because Paris is known for a lot of their pastries. It's known as a city of donuts. And, and sweets shoes. and butter and everything like that. So oh, how am I, gonna get um, this segment? I wanted to rep these as well. Um, so the croissant, obviously, is going to be the most buttery, flaky pastry. It's got its name because it is a crescent shape, oh. um, and it is made to be like layered, so you can have it be that like Fluffy. flaky. Is croissant. it like is it made is it filo dough that makes it? Mm, it's uh, yeast uh, leavened dough is okay. what is the name of it is. The, but the feel, I mean, it just has that like a the different levels of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 That is what oh. this yeast leavened dough does. Croissants it makes so it flaky. They're so buttery and. They're exactly. a staple in Probably my house. Bad. Yeah. They're always croissants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of them, you can get the croissants that either have like chocolate in the middle um, oh. or mm-hmm. Nutella filled or oh. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like a buttery plain croissant oh. is what is going to get you through the Erica. morning with coffee. Mm-hmm. I know. Right? That's really good. And like, 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 can you imagine what the conditions would be? Besides, to say no. b- b- yeah, to say no. Besides, <laughs> besides the fact that they're, they're pretty buttery and not the best health for you, but like, but you're the, walking so much. Sure, if you're it's in like, France, can, yeah. okay. Can you imagine landing in France and you just got off the red eye? You're there at six, and you know you have to stay up the rest of the day, and you get to the hotel mm-hmm. at nine from your taxi ride, and they have fresh hot croissants at the Listen, ca- at the, at just the bakery never say next no. door. I'd rather have just five. Never say no. Five croissants is better for you than a large fry from McDonald's. Okay. That's well. first of all. Not true. <laughs> I mean, I would like to talk about like I think calorie counts, yeah. but <laughs> you, you. By the way, if I had if I had five croissants here, and and one thing of fries, and I said you have to eat one, you would eat the fries. Yeah, and no, I don't no, think no, I don't I think that you could eat five croissants. No, I. I Let's say would, let's say one croissant I versus. I think sure I could, could too. Yeah, yeah, and I would probably choose the. But they're croissant. like nice and warm and soft, mm-hmm. and like you know, fresh. And melt like in your fresh. mouth and a little bit steam know. when you crack oh, them open. Gosh, and and made from in there. and like flown in fresh same day from France. Oh, okay, gosh. how would you say what? no, right? But the next thing you're going to get on the go and never say no to is a baguette. Um, one tip is if it has pointed ends, it means that it was made fresh by hand. Mm-hmm. If they're rounded ends, it means that they were manufactured. Huh. So look out for the, that They haven't trick. come up with a machine that makes pointed, pointed no, baguettes? No, they haven't. Okay. Um, I guess it's because they pump so many out. If, oh, and it, and it clips them as opposed mm-hmm. to pinching them. Yeah, right. like a hand roll would do and inconsistent ends. Yeah. So you're going to find that. Well, you take it like you're, you have your hand and you're holding the ends and sort of... <laughs> Flipping mm-hmm. it around, exactly. As opposed to just a machine that just goes and chops off the ends. I exactly. Guess, right? So, and then um, you can knock on it, and um, if it sounds hollow, that's going to be the baguette that you this choose. Is, this is Steve's head. <laughs> no, hold on. Yeah, uh-huh. I resemble Here, that. This is Steve's head. Tell me if it's hollow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that kind of similar sound you want. Pointed ends, hollow, and then when you break it open to eat, you want to see gaps in the dough. That might be um, the one piece of information I retain from this podcast. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> Pointed heads on baguette. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you talked about it a little bit. Can you just pronounce it for me? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be either use bake or fried ham and cheese, and it comes almost kind of like a hot sandwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the cheese that they use is going to be... Um, Sometimes varying and sometimes with a fried egg. So you can kind of pick and choose whatever you want on that. Baguettes. Baguettes are amazing. Mm -hmm. Add ham, add cheese, add an egg. Yeah, exactly. You can find that at any um, French cafe or bar as a quick snack on the go. Yeah. Um, And then the very common, most popular dish um, served throughout Europe, especially Paris, is the steak frites. Steak frites. 
Steak frites. Which means steak, steak and, and French fries. fries. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, the best place to get that is from Rilage de Introcete. Okay. No. I don't think people... You could say that and they wouldn't even know where you're going. <laughs> this place... Relage uh, Fritz. Um, okay, here. It's in bold. Will it's you read fritties. that? She said Fritties. <laughs> fritties. Relage de Okay, thank you. She got some this, nice Fritties. This place, literally, if you go <laughs> in there, all the server will come up and ask you is how you want your steak done. There's not one other option on their entire menu. Yeah. And there's no option um, to get your fries done in different ways. Not one thing. It's just how do you want your steak done? It's... It's um, t- a little over 26 euros, and um, they it comes bad. with a walnut salad. And that's, well, that's it comes with a walnut they, salad, so. And that's all that you can order there. I should have probably had that Hennessy after her segment. <laughs> <laughs> is, a, um, is a walnut salad like a Waldorf? No, uh, it. Apple, apples, and. Uh, yeah, like arugula cheese. and yeah. cheese, yeah, okay. like that, with okay. like a vinaigrette mm-hmm, on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then dessert, you're gonna have a macaroon. And if you guys. I are, feel like, but by the way, she's like, you're gonna have like, we're, she's forcing us. Well, duh. No, I'm, by the way, I'm not fighting. Yeah, I'm not I, fighting. I mean, no. I don't know why anybody. All of these, you just never say no to. Yeah, I know. Like, go do a lap around the block to clear some room when you're summoned. That's like, fine. just never say no. Creme yeah. brulee. Um, the macaroon cookie was born in Italy um, by a chef um, in 1533. And that spot is still the one making the original macaroon. In Italy? In Italy. Okay. Um, and so France then took it in 1547 ah. um, into Paris and mm-hmm. France. And so they're and not the color. creators. Yeah. <laughs> not the creators of the macaroon, but they are the ones I feel like has made it famous around the world. Like yeah. When you think sure. of macaroon, you think of France or yeah. Paris. Um, and that one is going to be a meringue-like consistency, mm-hmm. and it has like a couple ingredients, egg, sugar, and powdered almonds, yeah. um, and it's That's what's cream. in the, not the, so there's macaroon, top and bottom, and then there's the filling. Yeah. So what you're saying is the top and the bottom. Yeah. It's the egg whites, sugar, and powdered almonds. And when like, when they're different colors, mm-hmm. they're just different colors. It's only well, the filling is a different flavor. Is that right? No, because they can make a lemon macaroon. Okay. So then they would have like lemon, either oil or shavings into the three ingredients. You know, so I, I got to interject here a little bit about the the quality of, of food and preparation in France is, you know, all the restaurants are, are using the best ingredients, no mm-hmm. preservatives. So, you know, you have croissants. Fresh, I mean, it is true. You have like, they don't have GMOs. And yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, so you, you. Have have your baguette, have your your croissant, have your yeah, all this your body stuff. Yeah, it's going to process it a little it's, faster. It's not bad for you. Yeah, I mean it's, I it's food. So it's real ingredients. Wow, yeah. spoken like someone who's and been there. it's like three to four ingredients max in like anything right. I was finding. So that's yeah. also really good. And then the final thing is going to be an eclair. Um, that one is if you <gasps> don't know about it, it's an oblong pastry made uh, out of dough and that's that filled with angels? cream yeah. and topped with icing. So, so I'll probably have a eclair tonight because it is so similar good. to a donut. Oh Wait, whoa, 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 you gonna, in your in your fantasy or in oh real life? No, like gosh. I'll probably like leave and go get one and then come back to work. Is that cool? I kind of want one yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Next feel like we t- can okay. find something. Next what's, time. Right? what's the what's the, what's the uh, thing that's in the eclair? What's the, um, the, the cream? Custard? It's filled with cream. Yeah. yeah. What kind of cream is it? So no, I don't know. Tapioca or something or other. Not tapioca. Like a, yeah, next okay, next time we need to... Vanilla cream, something like that. Uh, e- e- Uber eats some food over here. I know. Is right? that a thing? You guys use that? Uber yeah. eats? No, what do we do? Or Postmates? Or Postmates. Postmates. Pink Duck? Yeah. Yeah. We're not um, going to pink no, duck. One no, no, of the no, no, no. best You open your places. phone, you, you press a button, and a burger shows up in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You're in really? LA. You're in LA. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then one of the best places to go get an eclair is from this place called... 
Eclair de Jenny. And um, oui, oui. this pastry chef also trained alongside the guy that created the cronut, which oh is pretty interesting. Good, your favorite thing, yes, the cronut. Yeah, so that it. would be good. And then the only other place we go is this place called Des Le Noir, and that means in the dark. Des Le Noir. Noir, yeah. Noir. <laughs> and it is where it's a complete sensory depri- deprivation of light, mm. um, and you eat in the dark to amplify your taste buds, and so you can enjoy your dinner at a higher level. Interesting. So I heard that that like was like that. a fun night out as well to go get some food um, and enjoy <laughs> the rest me. of the pieces. And that's oh, all I got. So good. Oh, that is really well that done. Is... Yeah. Well, there's applause. There's all kinds of stuff. But oh, you can yeah. just keep ringing the bell. So where is it? Where is it? I'll give myself my own applause, huh? Here we go. Yay. <laughs> okay, good. Thanks, guys. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, I think we're going to uh, move right along over to... My name is Hanson. Travel around the world. <laughs> I have a little pet gopher and a baby squirrel. Woo! Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Thank what you. Do you All the fans who are just uh, screaming for me. <laughs> I'm very, very happy to be here and um, happy to take over. You kind of uh, wearing a French hat. It's a cable knit sweater hat. I kind of like it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. By the way, this is my actual voice. This is how I speak on a regular basis. It actually is. I recognize <laughs> it. His, his throat is about to be so dry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, sound um, like, you sound like Tone Loke. Who? Like who? Tone Loke. I don't know that. We'll look him up. There's a guy, by the way, there's, there's, a, there's a guy that used to talk like that that I knew. Oh, yeah? Did he? Did he 20, 20 years ago. And I asked him to do this. Is on a radio station? I asked him, no. no. He wanted to be. He, he, want, he, want, he wanted to be. 97.5. This was back when. Oh, he, was, nice. he was like a movie extra. But he talked like this. Yes. And I go, can you do my. What was his name? Can you do my voicemail? I said, can you do my voicemail? And he's like, hello. You've reached the phone of Zane Humphrey. He's not here. So please leave a message and he'll call you back. Or better... I'm like, oh my God, you can't do that. But I didn't know how to say it, so I didn't use it. Or better yet, call him on this... I mean, just like he keeps going on and on. He he loved the sound of his voice. He was like seven feet tall, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. What happened? He was like seven feet tall, wasn't he? No, this is a different guy. You're talking about... You think about a guy from Aspen... Jakir? No, Jabir Fakir. Jabir. No, Jabir Fakir. Him. Yeah. Uh, Where? Fakir, Jabir. You Fakir. Has take us to weird and wacky. Yeah, go. <laughs> weird and wacky. So I, I'm the, I'm going to talk about this place only because Erica told me not to talk about this place. Yeah. Oh, oh that's really? Perfect. If if you saw if you saw the movie Ratatouille. Ah, oh, yeah. Ratatouille. One of my favorites. Oh. There's a scene. There's a scene in there where um, they're talking about this uh, this little store. It's called Julian Arouz and Co. Right. Okay. And um, so this place is like um, uh, really exists. Yeah, it exists. You can go there and and check them out. Um, they specialize in pest control. Oh my goodness! Right. So how they advertise for their you know store is they hang stuffed dead rats that they stuffed. And on their storefront, really, but like in, the, in the in uh, the by the neck clap thing, yeah. and they're like, like stuck, and then they have the they hang them by the thing. trap, yeah. yes, by the neck. So and then a... they stuff them, and they're like hanging in the window. Yeah, is there, what, what is this? It's a what pest control company. Yes, it's called Julian Arouz and Co. Hmm. So oh, yeah, because there's a big problem with rats in Paris. 
Uh, you know, uh, I don't no, know. it's just their shock factor. But you know, the the movie they tell the they they say don't be don't get comfortable with humans, so because they'll do that to you. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much. Yeah, it was a, it's a, it's us against them. So right. yeah, you can go check that out. I guess if you, you can, if you're into that kind of stuff, yeah. Pearl Jam has a cool song called Rats. Oh my god, who Pearl? Go. Who? No, Pearl Steve Jam. Oh, okay. wants to have sex with Eddie Vedder. <laughs> going on for about 20 years so, um, so do I so it's fine <laughs> okay well okay, yeah. it's kind of commonplace so in 1785 there was uh, some cemetery the, the cemeteries in Paris were sort of overflowing okay a lot of people were dying you know a lot of people were dying. running out of room they were running out of room back to back headstones Probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And so it was so bad that it started to cause health problems and started to stink and stuff like that. So they started uh, putting all the remains of these people underground. And it took them about 30 years to uh, move move them into the undergrounds. It's called the Catacombs of Paris. Mm-hmm. Oh um, so it's about it's a it's it's about it's a tunnel that's about 200 miles. And um, it has the remains of all these deceased Parisians, and and you can go down there, um, and it's like weird because they have like um, sculptures and they of of the actual remains of bones and stuff of people mm-hmm. from way back then. So when I was over there, Mel and go? I wanted to go see it, uh-huh. and so we we we, we booked a, a walking tour. Remember, we like to do, this was at our, on our honeymoon where I was, we start. This is where I started doing walking tours. Remember in Rome, but before yeah. that, we were in Paris. And um, we booked it, and they said the the arcades of, of Paris, an underground tour of the da 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 whatever. So we meet this lady, and it was just her and us, mm-hmm. and she takes us to an arcade. And what an arcade is is that it's two buildings come together um, with like uh, brick and mortar or something. Thanks, Steve, for helping me on this story. <laughs> um, with like they're basically like ten feet to twenty feet apart or whatever, and they just put a, a roof over it, a glass roof. Because so many people would use these these walkways that they would put a roof over them and just create them into buildings. And they, they're called arcades. Well, I guess I guess when she, the description in the tour thing, whatever, the underground just meant like ones you wouldn't know that were there. We thought it was the underground of oh, Paris, yeah. not the arcades. And she shows us the first one. We're like, when are we going to go underground? She's like, no, underground means – I'm like – no, we oh wanted God. to see the underground. We thought it was called the oh, – in Atlanta, yeah. it's called the underground. So, like, I thought it was called the underground. But you it's were on a, a roofed corridor tour? Well, no, we were – no, it was it, it was literally tour. a tour of the arcades of Paris. And it was just Mel and I. And so we're like, can you bring us – and she's like, no, we don't have tickets. I'm like, okay, well, then can you take us to someplace more interesting? The arcade? That has croissants and baguettes. The between buildings. I mean, she kind of mixed it up. She's like, well, I can give you – I also do, do a tour of, of, of shopping. We're like, yeah, that's fine. We'll do that. She's they like, brought, I juggle. Brought, brought you some cool places and stuff. It was just amazing. I think we, I mean, we, I think we finished out the tour because it was really interesting to understand what an arcade was and how they've come to be. And, and they're not really things anymore. They're they're just sort of like just junk and stuff like that. But they used to sort of be huh. these thoroughfares that turned into that. But anyway, completely opposite of, of what you were saying. Right. Yeah. But but we wanted to do it. And anyone who does it says it's really cool. Yeah. So if you're there, you should go check it out. Um, mm-hmm. If you're into that kind of Sounds stuff. Scary. Well, the Steve's walls par- Steve's like apparently lined with like skulls. The and walls stuff? are yeah. lined with skulls. They have intricate patterns. Question. Of bones and stuff. question. Go ahead. Before it was a skull. I don't know. By the way, go ahead. <laughs> no. Before it was a skull, was it a head? Yeah. Yeah. When they put it, when they put it where they put it. Oh. When they put it there, was it a skull or was it a head? I wonder because you know, I, 
do maggots eat all of that stuff instead of? And, I don't think it's going to decompose very quickly underground. But if they're several hundred years old, then I'm sure they will. Well, and it start. Remember, it, it started to stink up the entire. You know, the catacombs did. Yeah, well, no, no, the, no, the cemeteries. Did. Right, so that's why they put I guess them they in would there. Decompose, but can you imagine going? Why were Why were the cemeteries stinking up? Because there was just too many people in them. I mean, you're buried. You know, maybe they weren't buried all the way down. Maybe they were just putting them like stacked one foot yeah. under each other or something. Who knows? I would imagine they'd have to be decomposed because they're stacked so intricately and tight uh-huh. that if they were heads, they'd have like yeah. space, and right. then they would have right. Right, they're arranged in such a way, yeah, so almost almost in like a in like after. a ceremonial kind of yeah. artistic way. And so, so tight. Maybe right. they were maybe they were burned, and then they took the the bones. And that's probably what they did. They took it's, the it's bones really burned, creepy. So. It's really creepy. If no. you go look at it, you'll I mean, see I'm, what it, I yeah, wouldn't I touch it. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't touch that stuff. The walls is just like skulls all over the wall and stuff. You know, it's just really <laughs> hey, Hess, creepy. I touch it. I probably would. You touch it, Steve. I don't think I'm going to see the catacombs. <laughs> well, okay. Oh, Just like oh, to say creepy. Quick By the way, prayer. very yeah. telling of our personalities. Yeah. Right. Just, I'm, I'm good with dead people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's creepy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, um, <clears throat> so the next one is uh, the Museum of Counterfeiting. Ooh. Okay. So you can wait go- a second. Catch me if you can. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. Mm-hmm. They're like Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks, and they were like trying to figure out where he was, and they got opened his book to this French city that his mother came from, uh-huh. and like and he set up a big press there, and it was in French. It's called. It was in French. It was in French. <laughs> it was in French. <laughs> yeah, like like the dressing. What was the point of that? Uh, I, want, yeah, I, want, I thought that if I talked it out slowly, I could come up with the name of the place. But anyway, so that's kind of really the ties into France. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Very perfect. So so um, it's in it's inside of the. Uh, I have a sunship. Sure. Yeah, it's, continue. I didn't it's inside of the Hotel Particulaire. Oh, that's very um, That's a particular hotel. Don't do it in front of the mic. You're really loud here. <laughs> hey, pass, him, pass him over. <laughs> so was, this, uh, this place, I guess it was it was owned by um, Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Like the designer? He was the uh, the 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 guy of managing. I don't know. He's managed all the manufacturers and stuff like that. Louis anyway, Vuitton. Yeah. yeah you can go there to, to see, um, like, they have hundreds of, like, bootleg uh, luxury items and stuff. So if you want to go check out, you know, what it looks like. Oh, it's a, so it's there. all knockoffs. Like Louis Vuitton. Bunch of knockoffs. Got it. Yeah. Um, it's it's, it's kind of cool because they, they use. <laughs> what? Sure. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. They and use this so place. Many chips can you do it? Do it. Mouth. Just press it. Just press it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, we'll move Meanwhile, on. Meanwhile, the whole time, Hess had a mute button for me, so I don't know why I didn't hit that. I just wish I could, uh, you know, that's kind of what I'm hearing when you're talking. All right, go ahead. Do we go, do we go there to buy knockoff stuff? No, you go. So they use this place to um, sort of bring in and investigate, like, high-quality luxury knockoffs. Okay. And I guess it was a, a big thing there because, obviously, in Paris, they really care about, like, high-quality Yeah. You know, name Steve, your wife care about high stuff? quality name stuff? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go buy some Louis Vuitton for your. Yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> oh, the Louvre. Up. The Louvre. You've heard Louvre. Of that. <laughs> yeah. You've, heard, you've been there? I've seen the movie. Was it Da Vinci Code, I guess, was the yeah. Louvre? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's the world's largest museum. Yeah, well, it's not, and it's not, and it's not too weird. But you know, this is a, a really cool place because they have like all the like big, like they have the Mona Lisa in there. Uh-huh. You go, and there's this line of people, and it's behind three inches of glass, and and there's the Mona Lisa, and you're just kind of like, hmm, all right, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> 
And then, yeah. and, but, and, there's, and then there's a, a, a Renoir behind you that's like not covered. You could go up and touch it, but, but it's just, I don't know. Yeah, they only care about the, the Mona Lisa. I mean, yeah. they, they, they also have like a lot of, you know, renowned art pieces in that place. Sure. But what's weird about it, there's a, there's one piece, um, of, uh, good King, King Henry, the fourth mistress, mm-hmm. uh, Gabrielle something. I don't know. Sabatini. Gabrielle no, Sabatini. That's her name. Yeah. No. Anyway, it depicts her and her sister, uh, topless. Uh, with her sister pinching her nipple. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and she holds Henry's uh, ring, and it's supposed to like symbolize or depict maternity in some okay. somehow. I don't know. You got, I like it. you got my attention. I like but it. No, that's what it is. So if you want to go and see this this painting, you go to the Louvre and see this weird Louvre. Louvre. Uh, yeah, I had that on my thing here too. There's over thirty eight thousand pieces of art hanging in there, which is including that one. Yes, with the with the topless. I did it. It's fun. I mean, you can do freaks and teats. Look at uh, <laughs> I was an, I was a I was a painting art major in college, so I should have an and, and art history, and I should have an appreciation for this. Let me tell you something. All those paintings sort of run together. When there's mm. like when there's bars across the street, you're just going, hey, whatever. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd rather be painting than looking at them. But it was nice. I mean, for a while it was nice, and seeing the important ones was was great. Some some things you recognize from books and stuff like that, you can go yeah, and inspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm, it's neat. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, right. I cool. like it. I like you have it. to go to the Louvre if you go to France. You have Paris, to go to the Louvre. You have to go to the Louvre. Yeah. but you don't have to spend the, the, the whole day there. Yeah, pick what you like and then. Yeah. I would. All right, cool. That's there. It is. I love Move it. On. Nice yeah. work. Yeah. You got more? Uh, sure, I'll give you one more. Give us I mean, one more. I'll, real fast. Right. Um, Rin Ten Ten. Mm-hmm. If you want to go see where he's buried, there's a cemetery there. It's the oldest dog he was a, cemetery. Amer- he was a dog from the TV show, yeah, American. Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they brought him over there to he's, bury he's, him. Yeah, he's there. Why, so why, it's why it's the that? oldest dog um, pet cemetery. It was it was I think oh um, I think 1899 is when they made this cemetery, and you can go there and they even see buried their pets horses. Race wow. horses and stuff like that. It's old. They have like statues and stuff, and and you know all that kind of stuff. But no wonder yeah. they ran out of room. So those are the weird things. Go check them out. In I'm Paris. gonna do it. I, I, can you email me that list? I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> I, well, you're not gonna check it. Out. No. You could just listen. You to can the just tell your wife to. <laughs> Hold on. I got. I got something. That's for you, Zane. Hey, Don't does Zane? Does Zane have a? Um, does Zane have a? Zane doesn't have a. You can't really. Oh, wait. They don't have a jingle. Theme jingle. He might. You want, me, you want me to do my my jingle nope, for you? I do not. I no? got I got my own. You don't want. Oh, he's this got one? his own. Oh, you're gonna press it anyway. So I knew this was gonna happen. I'm gonna talk up through it, so you can't appreciate it because I actually not to do what you basically anyway. It's really matter if you say it. Um, so I, I kind of I kind of wrote my own little song. You as did. Yeah, you guys. As you guys were doing that last little segment, they were talking about uh, nipples and stuff. I can't wait to hear about this. You need some background music? Nope. Because we're gonna record it. Send it to Justin. He's going to wiggle it up a little bit. Send it back. And I'll let you host the show because I think this format works okay, to be honest with you. I like just chilling back and watching you say something. Um, <clears throat> Steve's taking a break from the beverage part. And I'm taking the reins. I'll tell you where you should drink. I'm t- ruling this segment like Charlemagne. <laughs> I used to be the drinking guy. Steve's off, so I'll make it rain. We drink facts and recipes and places to go. It's time to have a drink with Zay. Here you go, Justin. Take that. Uh, and, that then st- good. and then Steve for mucking it up that a little bit. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm really excited about this segment because I was able to just focus on something really quick, and hopefully, 
lay the foundation, the groundwork, if you will, for, for maybe Steve. Steve in the future. <laughs> yes, exactly right. I don't like where you're going with this. So, so here's pa- Paris drinks. There's there's a lot of mixology and, and and craft beer, as you know, which is happening around the in world. Hennessy. Yeah, uh, Hennessy. But I'm gonna um, give you some historical stuff. That I'm gonna give you quick things at the end. If that's all right, if you guys appreciate that sort of oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, so teats, the Bloody Mary was invented in Paris, just like many drinks, uh, like the Pina Colada, the Mai Tai. Many people take credit. So you can't really go – when you're going back in history uh, for this, like 1921, it's difficult to really prove when several bars had it on their menu at, at a time where it came from. But uh, Ferdinand Petion. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm burping. Okay. Um, I don't want to burp anymore Eric. on this podcast. Oh, well. Yeah, you don't like have to, but we're going to do it. It's going to smell like hot dogs in a second. But it was, anyway, invented at uh, the Bloody Mary in 1921, which later became uh, Harry's Bar. So you can still go to Harry's Bar right. there. You can have the Bloody Mary. I did it. Um, what recipe did they use? You know, it's just, it's pretty simple. Black uh, and tomato juice, uh, salt, pepper, What's celery. What's your think, yeah, I exactly don't even right. think a scratch Bloody Mary has tomato juice in it. I think it's they nope. just, they just use what they have at the bar. Okay, really? No, that's not true. What are you talking about? Wait, scratch Bloody Mary is vodka, Bloody Mary. What's this here sauce? Uh, nope. Salt, pepper, and celery. What's a little this bit bar garlic. Called? Uh, Harry's, Harry's bar. Huh. Um, is that in it's, Venice? Or, I've had no, like Harry, it's Harry, Harry's New York, whatever. Okay. It, um, it, it's Harry's New York bar. And so I had it, and it was just, I mean, honestly, it's just a basic Bloody Mary. Um, it's, it's okay I or whatever. I do too, but I think people are now breaking out of it, and you know, especially with the mixology and people and Instagram, and just people wanting to like make something new and inventive. Yeah, you people. can get one with, you know, very easy to find one with bacon, uh, uh, shrimp cocktail on the right. top of it you know like all these all these extra things i literally yeah. just had one with two sliders chicken wings like Shut up. hanging off the top of it that you didn't American put that on your instagram i did oh it was when i was in chicago like for new year oh okay got it so it was uh, amazing i thought you meant like yesterday well, just and, and, you, and you didn't like bring it here. So, right so anyway now. it's good yeah it was good and so and and as you'll find with many international and u.s bars uh they also have a claim that ernest hemingway drank there as well so so cool. so they they're known for um uh and, and by the way it's named after Bloody Mary who was the uh Queen Mary the 1st of England the daughter of uh Louis the 8th uh, Louis the 13th Louis XIV Louis, Louis the 13th yeah uh Louis the 14th Louis the 14th anyway <laughs> damn it I should know that Mel's going to kill me uh anyway she was a, a bitch um and one day alone she executed uh 283 people oh, during the reformation and all that kind of stuff the church of england from, yeah oh right. yeah she's yeah she's, right. she's brutal they were her friends and just like oh it's horrible you can either convert to her religion or you can leave and you got 15 minutes to leave um or die sorry uh and then you have the the french 75 which was the soixante gars mm-hmm. soixante gaz uh which is also so that's by the way the 75 soixante I don't know what you mean. I'm saying, from saying uh, uh, 75 in uh, 75 François. 75. 75. 50 plus 20, right? Anyway, uh, it's made with gin, champagne, lemon juice, sugar. It was created during uh, the the First World War and dubbed the 75 because there was a a 75 millimeter 
uh, field cannon that right. was like packed a punch, and they said that this drink packed a punch like that, like that. Oh, cute! Like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also credited with creation at Harry's New York Bar. You can also get a really good one in uh, in like New Orleans, a lot of other places. Chicago, we have one in Chicago. Remember mm. that basement bar? Uh, also, the mimosa. So I the liked it. so the Ritz is also credited with creating some drinks. Theirs is the mimosa. Um, oh. Just created uh, by Frank Meyer. I, I believe it was for the, the World Fair. Uh, it's named after the flower by the same name, which is which is yellowish, orangish. Because it's because the mimosa is champagne and orange juice. Right. It's usually served uh, for uh, all-you-can-eat brunches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bottomless. Uh, bottomless Woo-hoo! mimosas. Come on in. Pictures. <laughs> we got pictures of it. We got right pictures. Here. It's usually a selling point for uh, me. And first class. Mm. I don't know if you guys would know about that. Um, I don't. I'm at more the bottomless vendor. <laughs> remember I just said. I walk past the people <laughs> with the mimosas. It's like, you paid how much? And you give me an orange, orange juice and champagne with this like, concentrated orange juice and sparkling wine. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, and, and it usually comes in a flute. Yes. So you don't get um, enough of it. Very fluid. Um, also uh, known uh, for in, in Paris is the Green Fairy. Uh, absinthe. Absinthe, exactly mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally came from Switzerland, where it was created. It was created for medicinal purposes in 1792. Quick little history about drinks like Jägermeister, uh, absinthe, um, uh, chartreuse. You know these really herbaceous uh, drinks, mm-hmm. uh, Ang- Angostura bitters, that kind right. of thing. So it was basically. You take all these um, these minerals that you need, okay? Let's just say, for example, or, or, or herbs, right? Let's right. just make it up and say, like, uh, rosemary and cumin uh, and coriander and sage and all these things. Like, these are great for you to take on a daily basis. Sure. Well, if you dried up, you can't really consume them. Mm-hmm. If you put them in water, they're gonna it's going to go bad really quick. Right. So what do you do? You put them in alcohol because alcohol preserves them alcohol is a, is a preservative right so so you, so, you, you so then you have a lot of even still today like old people would take a shot of jaeger a shot of these things like um in different countries dif- they, they have different totally names yelled at steve right now for yawning <laughs> no oh. he would have just been like steve come on that's how your point. section is spit yeah. it out steve this this you gotta steve, say it, get, it out. You gotta yeah. be clear yeah. 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 so so, so anyway along. they just a lot of these very flavorful um uh spirits are be, uh, come their roots are in that. So absinthe, what we think, I mean, someone just didn't just create it to like come up with an aggressive, disgusting drink. It was actually just you know as a as a vehicle for wormwood, which is the ingredient there. Mm-hmm. And then and then it has this uh, psychotropic element uh, compound called thujone, which is supposed to make you hallucinate, like like Van Gogh supposedly took it when he, cr- he cut his ear off, sent it to his girlfriend. Uh-huh. Right. But they've since shown that the um, amount of thujone you need to consume. Um, by the time you consume that much by drinking absinthe, you would be you pass out from being drunk before you started to hallucinate. Hallucinate, yeah. So it's not hallucination. I don't know if I believe that really. Okay, anyway. that's fine. <laughs> and it, it used to be illegal to bring in the U.S. Recently, they've allowed it to come to come in, even with that ingredient. It, yes, but with trace amounts. Yeah. So I, trace I to... means when they test it three times, at least one of those times it needs to come back negative. Oh, so they t- and that, that's, that, that's trace amounts, and then uh, Europe has a slightly different standard where it's like you know like one percent or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, um, and then the, the the there's some some famous people who are credited with loving it: um, Toulouse Lautrec, uh, Renoir, uh, Hemingway, uh, Baudelaire. Uh, I'm saying these are Baudelaire. Baudelaire, he was good. And that's, then you know, you know you know who Picasso is? <laughs> he was a painter. Uh, and then Oscar Wilde. Um, so anyway, okay, and then. Um, 
those are things you can try. This is a place you can go. So this place is called Rouge B, B-I-S, Rouge B's, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went there with Mel because we were walking around, and every day we basically took like a different um, district. No, oh. it's just, it's just us walking around. Just We would take a tour, which was like an hour, and then we continue to walk around, look at the map and say, let's go this way and then come back or whatever. Right, right. Um, so we wanted, I wanted to see the Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. <laughs> a lovely movie. I love to sing along to it. But uh, anyway. And so the Moulin Rouge is still there. Uh, it, it's a, a, a red uh, uh, like like uh, windmill uh-huh. up there, and so you can sit at a bar across the street called Rouge Bees, which um, we sat there and had a hot monsieur and and champagne. Um, and then the, I, this is the description of the restaurant as they describe themselves. Uh, so this is what I would like uh, Steve to translate. Okay. Uh, Le Grand Bay Vertu Fort Moulin Rouge et l'élément à la salle déco de brasserie élégante et tendance les placements des établissements founded in BSCC pourrait on faire une on trap tuerie to make on trap tuerie c'est tout contre ici so anyway so it's it's here EC is here. Okay, yeah, exactly right. So the large windows facing Moulin Rouge illuminate the room with stylish and trendy brasserie decor. Uh, this is the Google Translate, hit, <laughs> by the way. This isn't what they would it's actually say. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. The location of this establishment, establishment uh, could be ma- could make it a tourist trap, but it's the opposite here. He, he knew EC. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, so anyway. And then one last thing, beer. Talk about beer real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, please touch on it. They they there's a huge craft beer movement happening right now. When I was there, I guess which would be my honeymoon, like six, seven years ago, whatever. Uh, I don't know, should I know that should I know that number yes. pretty damn straight? What's really, it really was it? There's there's a Cronenberg 1664, which is this French beer that was like a, a macro lager. There wasn't a lot of this, but there still is French saison. Uh-huh. Which is, which it means a seasonal beer basically, mm-hmm. uh, and so a great one made by a local brewery is called the Super Eight Saison uh, Hublon, which is a blonde saison. Sure, uh, and that is my drinking segment. Wow, oh, yeah. oh, you know what? Yeah. You did pretty darn good, bro. I to be quick, I wanted to be thorough. I wanted you guys to give you some information. I wanted you to learn a bit. I mean, oh, oh, by the way, and Hennessy, mm-hmm. Hennessy. <laughs> All right, yeah. dude, that was that was awesome. I mean, you, I, I think you could just keep on doing that segment and this one over here for the rest of the, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> I, I kind of do it. I like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like do that All right, what, are we ready for trivia? Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Is there trivia? Yeah, somewhere? down at the bottom, <laughs> towards the left, it has like a <laughs> That's nice. yeah. drama score. Uh, yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, maybe you can turn the crickets off. Okay. <clears throat> Buzzer is our name. What's up? Yeah, what are we doing? What's the rules? Um, I think each of you should pick your favorite monument in Paris, and that should be your buzz. Can I say triomphe? Yeah, triomphe. I don't know. I, can Eiffel I say Tower. like Eclair? Louvre. That's my favorite. Louvre. Notre, Notre Dame. Notre Dame? Notre Dame. Okay. And then usually at this point, I just turn off the music because it gets oh. annoying. Okay. Okay. Notre Dame. It's not your show tonight. It's kind of still. Okay, I'm ready. Oh my God, Steve, let's go. At a okay. point. Okay, what will you find underneath the Opera of Paris? Plain Notre Dame. Uh, bones. No, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Lake. Like a water. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, can you turn it it's, it's distracting me. Oh, that's why I got it wrong? Yeah, I, I knew it was a lake. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was... Body of water. I know, it's called Bone Lake. Mm, bone Lake, very good, very good. The Miracle of Marne... Refers to a World War One battle in which France was saved by 
triumph. The Go. U.S., man. Yeah, America! Oh. Oh. Germany. <laughs> Saved uh, by, saved China. We're never saved China. by Germany. I, you guys want multiple choice on this one? It's no, kind of hard. Can we, can okay. we get one more guess? Sure. Triumph. Ah. Uh, Wait, he, he, he buzzed in. Can you ask the question again? Yeah. The miracle of the Marne refers to a World War I battle War in which France was saved by... Uh, can I oh, give you that? No, no, I got it. I got it. Okay. Russia. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love it when he's wrong. Hess, go ahead. You get to you get two choices. Um, World War One. Uh, Japan. Okay, Hess. Did you do you know anything about World War One? <laughs> uh, the answer. England. England yeah, no, the answer is Parisian taxicabs on September fifth to twelfth, nineteen fourteen. Some six hundred Paris taxicabs carried six thousand reinforcement troops to battle along the Marne. Securing victory for French troops mm. against the Germans. Can I, can I just, can I, can I just say something? Countries. Can I just say something? Huh. If it was me asking that question, <laughs> I would say like, "What mode of transportation?" Because we're saying countries. I know. And we're pretty far. I know. Out. That's what I was saying. Should I give multiple choices? Yeah. Yeah. First time you were right. What was your multiple choice going to be? Trains, planes, or cabs? British <laughs> tanks, Parisian taxi cabs, or an outbreak of cholera? Ooh, that was good multiple choice. Next time, oh, just go with your gut. You know what that means? It means he found this question somewhere, and that was their multiple choice. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. What it means. yeah. I don't yeah. So smart. Okay. Stop giving away my secrets. Okay. Which of the following treasures is not housed in the Louvre? The Thinker, Mona Lisa, or Venus de Milo. Tor. Uh, number one, The Thinker. Oh yeah! I got yeah. it right. Yes. <laughs> oh, I get it. He was mad because I got it right. Right. He doesn't okay, want to get any points. Okay. I guess. Jim Morrison, Oscar Wilde, and Fred Frederick Chopin. Triumph. Zane. Buried in the Paris Cemetery. Are among the famous people buried in which cemetery? Can you give me the name of the cemetery, buddy? Mm-hmm. Paris. Do you want a choice? No, uh, he already went, so it's... Okay. Uh, so the multiple choices are Montparnasse, I forgot he Père stole these. I forgot he stole these from somebody. Passé. What? Passé. An B. B. Père Lachaise. Yes. What, I, what am I even that playing? Literally, doesn't that not mean Paris Cemetery? I don't know what it means. I'm not French. <laughs> what am I Should I not what have am, won that what one? What am I, I playing know. for, Steve? Yeah. Um, no. His bottle Do of not Hennessy? leave my bottle of Hennessy. <laughs> no. Tonight we have a tool along hiker. This is oh, okay. Cool. This is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here's a number How five. about we each win, we can win one of these tree shirts? Okay, tree shirts. Okay. Hmm. Tree time. It's weird that you already won then. Why is going. Cafe Procope famous? Okay, A, makes the world's largest baguette, oldest cafe in Paris, singing waiters. Hey, Tower. Hess. Whatever he did, whatever he says, the opposite. There's three. I know. I, but I know what it's not. The biggest... Uh, baguette. Singing waiters. Oh, Hess. Uh, Singing waiters. Uh, B. Wow. Come on in, B. Mel. Erica, you got it. <laughs> Oldest cafe in Paris. Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. What's the score? Hi, Mel. Everything okay? Oh, my yeah. Okay. Uh, the score is Erica three, Hess zero. Zane, you got one, buddy. Sorry about that. Right. Um, what do you see at the Musée des Gaulle? A, um, dolls, B, costumes, C, sewers. Eiffel Tower. Triumph. Erica. Hess. Dolls. Uh, 
doesn't know the answer. <laughs> By the way, Mel has. Uh, sorry, sorry. I was looking at Hess as I said that Steve is hosting today's show. What's going on? Yeah. I can't, I can't even make sense of the answer. Oh okay, gosh. But you just gave. A- can, we, can we each get a point? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, what'd you say? Whatever the right answer. Ah! You said. What'd you say? What was the right answer dolls. again? He said dolls. You know, uh, that's. That's not what I said. Sewers. That's not what Zane. I said. Sewers, you got that's it. That's what I said. I said sewers. Zane, you got that one? Yeah, sorry about right. that. Damn it. You're allowed to answer even if it's a I buzzed in next and she buzzed in next. How much of Paris is covered in parks and gardens? A, 5%, B, 15%, C, 30%. Clowns. No, B. B. Um, <laughs> why is that? Why did you guys let him say the big <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm next. Go ahead. I think I was, though. I think I was an ex. No, I'm going to say C. C, 30%. You are right. Ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Right, no, I was an ex. Somebody turn my I thing like on. this side. This is so easy. Here we oh, are. Okay, it's, it's easy for me. Go ahead, buzz in. Your, your buzz in is Moulin. Here we go. Um, so, I mean, at this point, it's three days. Has to, you don't have anything. Else. You, zero. you know what, C? I think they're I'm, ne- I'm never that mean. What is it, three to two? Yeah, no, no it's I three agree. to three. So I guess this would be the tiebreakers, and we can wrap up this. Okay, let's yes, okay? do it. It's been the longest. Where does pa- Paris rank on the world's list of most populous cities? A fourth, B twenty fifth, C seventeenth. Okay, Seventeenth. Uh, uh, not fourth. Seventeenth. Uh, my buzzer's not working. Seventeen. But if it did, it would say. Come on. Twenty-five. Erica wins. I've never won. You've nice never job. won. Who turned my stuff off? I don't okay. know, but thank you. Thank uh, you anyway, for my gadget. Here we go. Uh, I'm officially canceling the B-side, so thanks for tuning in and listening to everybody tonight. Zane, thanks for letting me take the reins. Kind of feel like it was uh, what, what it feels like to be somebody. I appreciate it, bud. You did a good job. This is fun, guys. So your your thing doesn't work? All right, here, we'll do like this. Nothing works. Okay, here, I'll take, I'll take you out. Here we go, Steve. All right, you ready? Thanks, guys. This has been a whole lot of fun. I'm going to go chug the rest of this bottle of Hennessy. Yeah. <laughs> Who's I with me? Oh, I do? Yeah. Oh, uh, I think tonight we'll Wait, do the... I think Zane's supposed to do his um, Shakespeare now. <laughs> yeah, do some Shakespeare or something, will you? No, he brought the Hennessy. That's that's good enough for me. How, how, you still nursing that Hennessy over there? What's going on? No, well, this is this is some new Hennessy. Oh, je t'aime mon amour. Oui, oui. Yeah, we're done. Get out of here. B side. Yeah, by the way, that, that, that whole show was a B side. <laughs> yeah. Nice, everybody. Woo. Go to adventure.com, A D V 3 T N T Adventure. Adventure with a thir- first E is a three. Uh, that is what oh, makes this podcast possible. We don't have any other advertisers right now. Uh, mm-hmm. We're saying no to everybody because we want to be able to do what we want to do and just talk about what we want to talk about, and that's adventure, which is travel, which means outfitting you and getting you out of your house, put your earbuds in, listen to our show, and take a trip. Oh, and yeah. we have drink holders in all of the jackets. Oh, 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 oh yeah.
Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. My friends still rave about the Prosecco I brought last year. Let me help make your Friendsgiving unforgettable. Bordeaux is one of the world's most popular red blends, made from Cabernet, Cab Franc, and Merlot. It also makes the perfect gift for your picky boss. Having turkey and all the fixings? I suggest an easy-drinking Pinot Noir. For white drinkers, try an unoaked Chardonnay. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.